So Paul McGillian, back with you again. I am. It's no I'm longer back on. Here. Yeah, back in uh, Vancouver. Are you just temporarily in Vancouver? Or? Yes, I just flew in last night. So. All righty. Yeah. Sweet. Any Star Stargate while you're up here? Us other than the convention? No, no, All no right. Stargate. Yeah, you, you mean Stargate Universe? No. Anything Stargate. Oh, you know, you've done SG One Atlantis. Here. You need a universe cameo. Oh, well, let's at some see what point, happens. Buddy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> let's see what happens. So far, I, I nothing yet. But you know, they just started the season, so. All right. I hope it's going well, though. It. Yeah. It Good luck, guys, well. for God's sakes. Kick it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's been uh, so what's been going on in your world? You know, we last spoke with you. Uh, you hadn't even started. You hadn't even been resurrected yet. Beckett hadn't. That's right. So let's talk about that whole process. But first, what's been going on with you? I've been great. You know, uh, after we finished the show in October, uh, I went down to Los Angeles and, uh, you know, uh, just been auditioning for new pilots this season and that sort of thing. You know, been working a little bit here mm -hmm. and there, developing a new project with a friend of mine. You know, worked on a, a couple of different things. So I've been really well. You know, it's been good. Mm -hmm. Post Stargate's been great, you know. Stargate was great too, so it's just a mm -hmm. it's a new transition to hopefully something exciting. You still doing a lot of auditioning? I am, yeah, a lot of auditioning. You know, okay. right now, fortunately, I'm, I'm did an episode of Twenty Four this season. So. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, Twenty Four and as Levinson. That's right. Yeah. Well, tell us about that role. You know, again, it's it's you know, Twenty Four is such a close knit show that you can't really talk a lot about what what happened. Has that not aired yet? It has not aired yet. There we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's towards it. the ends of this season, so it, you know, oh. it hasn't even aired yet. So okay. after it aired, I can talk more about it. But it was great to work, and I had a lot of scenes with Kiefer and uh, okay. Carlos Bernard. So that's you know, very just, cool. Uh, you know, Sanctuary. You were in the webisodes. Yes. Do you think the character of Wexford? Are you still open to that character returning for the for the Sci Fi Channel? Uh, if they sure, ask you. Sure, okay. you know, sure, from what I understood he was going to, but then I never heard back from anybody, okay. so I really don't know. That's a more of a uh, question for the producers, I guess. Yeah, you know? okay. But I, You know, I talked about that, and or they had spoken to me about him returning in, in a certain capacity, and uh, as of yet, that, had, that hasn't happened. But, you know, I mean, it's, they're just into their second season now. That may happen, that may not, uh, but, you know, they're great people that run the show, so, you know, mm -hmm. I, I love Damon Kindler and, you know, Martin Wood, obviously, and Amanda, mm -hmm. so... You know, hopefully, uh, hopefully some comes out of it. But uh, you know, if not, maybe another character, or you know, or not. I mean, you know, see right. how the, you, know, you never know what happens in in storylines. You know, things, right. things happen, things don't. But uh, certainly, really innovative television, and I mm -hmm. wish them all the best. Mm -hmm. Well, we uh, we're not going to have any problem seeing you very soon. Star Trek is going to be coming out in uh, in theaters, I believe, later this month. Are you excited for the premiere? Uh, May, May eighth. May eighth. Excuse month, me. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I'm really excited to be you know be part of that film. You know, uh, initially, you know, I had read for the role of Scotty, yeah. which I think a lot of the Stargate fans know, and I think a lot of them were the, probably the reason I you know read for Scotty. So thank you, <laughs> thank you, God bless you. But uh, you know, as the business goes, you know things things change, and it went to a fantastic actor named Simon Pegg, who I'm sure mm -hmm. everyone's very uh, you know, familiar with. And uh, I still had the opportunity to play a, a different role on the, on the show and work with J.J. Abrams and be mm -hmm. part of that huge um, dynasty, you know. So that's pretty cool. Pretty how, excited about it. How many days did you shoot? You know, okay. a handful of days. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, are you looking forward to finally being able to talk about it? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a kind of thing, you know, they keep it really tight, you know, keep a tight rein on it, which is understandable because mm -hmm. I think they want to, you know, they want to keep it sort of secret and you got to respect mm -hmm. that and I, I certainly do and I think 
uh, I think the less spoilers for a big movie like that they get out, I think the, the better. You know, yes. I, all I can say, you know, I do have a scene with Kirk, which is kind of cool, and mm -hmm. uh, it was great to work on it. You know, and uh, and obviously having the support of all the Stargate fans initially for my uh, audition was fantastic. And, yeah. and James Doohan's son, you know, Chris Doohan yeah. publicly endorsed me to play Scotty, which was really cool. I've have never you met, met him. him. Oh, you never, met him. never met him. No, never met oh, him. Darn. But I said, he's a you know, fan of you. I, that's very nice. I said, if I ever see him, I'll buy him a beer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly right. For doing that, but you know, it's honestly to be part of the uh, film of that magnitude is is really cool. You know, I was driving back to Vancouver to do a play actually last Christmas, and my manager called and said, "Listen, um, you know, they want to offer you something on the Stargate film. Are you interested?" Star in Trek, film, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. yeah. Stargate, Star Trek. I know. Uh, you know, are, are you interested? And I said, "Of course I am." You know, what is it? Yeah. And they said, "Well, you know, you have to say yes before they tell you." So. That's so, how it yeah. went down, really. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I was, uh, I was somewhere in Oregon driving my jeep back up to do uh, some theater in Canada, so uh, I came back down and gladly uh, played with those guys. And you know, I met uh, you know J.J. Abrams, who's just a class act. And you know, I think there's a reason that you know he's so successful. So successful. Yeah, he's such a down to earth person, and I'd love to work with him in a larger capacity at some point in time. But you know, just to see how he runs a set and just. Uh, he doesn't even have to demand respect. It's just there, you know, which is a really nice thing. You know, it just a, seems like a really down-to-earth, cool guy, and uh, the whole experience was really, really, you know, just fun to be part of. The Internet is really proving that nothing can stay secretive for too long. Was Star is In the projects that you've done, is Star Trek kind of an anomaly in terms of this is really, really secret, or is this a growing trend throughout Hollywood and Vancouver? You can't. Are are the are the um, the contracts that you sign getting more and more restrictive about what you can or cannot say because of the nature of how information seems to be so pop. It's popping up everywhere. Yeah, I, you can't you know, contain anything. No, you really can't contain things. But I, I would think that um, you know, with a film like that, uh, you know, especially that genre, I think it seemed mm -hmm. to be more. For, from my experience, you know, I haven't had mm -hmm. anything that was that secretive until mm -hmm. this particular film. So other films I've done, not so much, but mm -hmm. this one because of, I guess, the, the plot, the storyline, the, the like I said before, the dynasty of Star yeah. Trek. You know, <laughs> the and, 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 and the right. Trekkies and, and uh -huh. the huge fan base it has. I guess they really want to keep it like very, you know, top secret until it comes out, which you, is exciting because I haven't seen it, didn't read a script. I, I was going to say, you probably didn't get to read the full thing. No, I don't, I don't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Just, you know, I think it's going to be great. I mean, from the trailers I've seen, it you know, looks really, right. really cool. So I'm excited to see it as much as anybody else. So you're doing a lot of theater work? Plugging one in here or there? Uh, yeah, well, you know, I try to, if I can get one one or two theater, you know, gigs a year, that'd be great. You know, I really love doing theater. You know, that was the last one I did was at Christmas, but... Uh, not since then. Maybe maybe in the fall, mm -hmm. you know, working on a, a film with a friend of mine, Michael P. Northey, who's a great writer, really really funny comedic script uh, called The Bad. It's dark comedic. Um, working on that, so that hopefully that's it's going to be an indie feature. Hopefully, we shoot it in the, in the fall. So, kind of co-produce that as well. How's the economy been on on getting jobs up here? As far as as far as getting uh, the the opportunities available. I've been down in Los Angeles, so you right. know. And I'm up, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Same. Is it the same? Are, yeah, I think the economy. I, I think get? the economy has really affected the industry in a whole. You know, I think it really has. It's. Uh, I think people are a little more careful with their dollars. It's certainly, advertising budgets are a little constrained, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people that no, traditionally don't do television, you know, movie stars per se, are now doing television series as you, you know, sort of a trend that's happening. So mm -hmm. the competition is pretty fierce, but. I've been doing it for a while now, and I just I kind of go with the flow. All you can do is your best, and give them you know a little piece of poly, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hopefully, probably goes a long way. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Keeps going and going. Uh, you Thank are you for up. that. <laughs> That's right. 
You're up here for the Stargate Con. Done yeah. several Stargate conventions. You yeah. and I have, have certainly talked about fans. What are you looking forward to about this week? Is there any part of it that you dread, or is it just like I'm going to sit down and just let it wash over me up on stage? Yeah, I, I think you just go there and just... I, I, I'm really happy to be here. It's, it's great to come back to Vancouver. I've never done a West Coast appearance ever. So Really? This is my first one ever, you know, so I've never done a West Coast convention. So this is my first time doing the West Coast convention. Never done one in Vancouver, you know, and I've lived here for a number of years, so it's pretty exciting, and I'm, I just love seeing all the fans. You know, they're great, and seeing some of my castmates that are going to be here. Mm -hmm. uh, Have you run into Connor yet? I haven't seen anybody yet. I just got here, and okay. you know, you're, you're my Thank first you, stop. <laughs> Gate World's my first stop. Stop at Gate World first. <laughs> you know? But you know, honestly, I'm excited about it, and, and it's it's going to be a, a great weekend. I, could, I saw some of the people in the in the hallways, and yeah. had a little snack earlier, and uh, people seemed to be jazzed about it, excited yeah. about it. It's got a great lineup, you know. Uh, you got a little bit of Flanagan tomorrow, and, and you got Amanda and Shanks the next day, and you know Bob Ricardo and Connor Trinier, as I said, you know, and it's a nice mixed bag. It's got a, a nice mixed bag for the fans, and I think that's why they all come here and they love it so much. And it's sort of like the mecca for Stargate is Vancouver, so it's kind of cool mm -hmm. to be part of that. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about it. You've done the the the. The Cowardly Lion, everybody loves him, Scotsman. Are you eager to get a little bit away from that as an actor? In sure. terms of, I mean, not like fan, fans and everything, they love that, but as a performer, is it, is it time for a little something different? Yeah, and I, I have had a, you know, a lot of things different. You know, that's, yeah. that's one of the roles that I had. That, that's been a great role for me, uh, such a fun role to play, you know, a Scottish character on a show, and, and he, you know, he, a big heart. But, you know, I've been very fortunate. I, I've across different levels in my career so far, you know, very dark characters, a lot lighter characters. This one's very dark, so it's interesting to play that as well. I like them all, you know. I like comedic, I like dramatic. It's, it's just having an opportunity and, and hopefully good writing it really, you know, helps you along the way. Mm -hmm. Is there any character that you will not play that goes against your conscience? Or does it just for you come down to how the character is written? Well, I think the character has to have a justifiable end. You know, I think, you, okay. you know, gratuitous violence for the sake of being gratuitous isn't something I'm really interested in. So nothing like Saw. Yeah. <laughs> not really my bag. My bag. And but let's see him come in and yeah, Saw 6 you know, or something. I, I think for me, you know, if you can see the humanity in the character, I think yeah, that's really yeah. something, you, you know, that I, I look forward to. That being said, if there's a little nugget, a small one scene in a movie that is interesting and, and something that I'd be interested in, I would, I would definitely look at that because... Uh, it doesn't have to be a big role. It just has to be something special. You know, you can make moments. Just a moment. Mm -hmm. That's all you want is a little moment as an actor. So I'm not looking. It doesn't have to be a lead role in something. If there's are smaller roles and it's a, a quality project and you're working with good people, then I'm in. Do you have a career plan plotted out? Or are you going year for year? You know, just let's, let's try some of this this year. You know, I think this is interesting. Do you have a place that you want to be in 10 years? Absolutely. You know, I would, I would love to continue with the producing of uh, films that I've been fortunate enough to produce uh, other films before and continue in that vein. I love the independent world as well. But I would like to continue, continue doing television series. You know, if I could, you know, in a perfect world, if I could get a, an HBO series that, you know, has some really edgy, interesting writing, that would be great mm -hmm. to be part of. I mean, my, myself and many other actors, I'm sure, you know, would love, uh, you know, to have a part on, on many of the, the series like that. Something that uh, that is compelling, you know. That has uh, a great dramatic content, uh, content, excuse me, and and hopefully you know some comedic aspects to it as well. I think just a full round character, you know. It's not so much. I just want to work constantly as an actor and hopefully mm -hmm. better myself as an actor, you know, mm -hmm. through that process. Mm -hmm. And if that means I'm doing theater or film or television, you know, that we'll see what remains to be seen. That's a kind of the nice thing about acting. You never know what's going to happen in a certain degree. You know, I think a lot of actors always. You know, hope or aspire to do 
you know, an interesting series or hopefully get on a big feature and continue right. in the future film world, you know. But to me, it's just I just want to continue working and hopefully progressing in what I do. Just refining and enjoying your craft. It. Yeah, and enjoying it, you know, and having fun. I mean, I, I just love acting. So if I can get something that I'm really interested in and, and having a good time and working with good people, you know, um, I'm having a good time. It's, uh, my dad all said to me, you know, I, I had a teaching degree, and I, I still do, but and I, I was... You know, it didn't go away, but you know, when I first started acting, he's like, well, he goes, what the hell are you doing for God's sake without acting? For Christ's sake, when are you going to finish that game? And I said, what game? And he says, you know, you're acting. It's a game for God's sake. I said, Dad, it's, you know. It's a passion. I, you know, I, I love it. And, you know, he's like, how much do you make doing that? And, you know, I got a couple of jars in the X-Files. And I told him, he's like, that's fantastic, that acting. That's great. <laughs> love the acting. But, you know. But he said, he all said to me, he goes, no matter what you do, as long as you're having fun, do it. And I said to him, I said, Dad, you always told me no matter what you do, as long as you're having fun, do it. I'm having fun doing this. So fair enough. Okay, continue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, as long as you're having fun doing it and you're enjoying what you're doing, I think that's important. You and I haven't talked uh, since The Kindred. What did you think about that script? I really enjoyed The Kindred. You know, the part one or part two. Both of them. What an amazing ending. Yeah. Unfortunately, sci-fi spoiled it for us U.S. boys. You know, we saw it coming a mile away in the, in the trailer. Oh, really? Awful. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. It's the, you won't believe what happens, and then they show what happens. Oh, they wow. show that you're there. It's like, why bother t- tuning <laughs> I in? I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that. It was, it was frustrating. Yeah. Oh, really? Is, is the word. I, I thought the reveal was really interesting, you know, to have Beckett there at the end, you know, and it was really cool to be able to come back on the show after... You know, being a big part of it, I think, for the first three years of the series, and and you know the demise and the episode Sunday, yeah. the sudden demise of Beckett, and then to come back and be invited back onto the show again, uh, I was really excited about it. You know, and uh, Alan McCullough wrote the script, you know, the Kinder Part Two, and I, I just really was excited about you know reading it, and I, he had a good sense of the character, which was really interesting because uh, he hadn't written a lot of Beckett-centric episodes, and it was a heavy Beckett episode, and I. I, I was really happy with it because I thought it really flushed out the character and it showed, again, a lot of his humanity. And as an actor coming back and having that opportunity to really say goodbye, you know, mm. because when he went to, into the stasis pod, he didn't know what was going to happen didn't with him, know. you know. So it was really, and then seeing him, you know, have time has passed, you know, Dr. Weir had, you know, had was gone. He's gone. And, you know, his family didn't know he was gone, you know. And, and his mother thinks he's dead, yeah, and his exactly. mother was his life. Exactly. And so it's a lost, he's lost in a certain ways, and Rodney's his best friend, and that scene between Beckett and McKay in, uh-huh. in the, the observation room, I thought was really telling of, of the character and in his sort of, you know, just the state that he was in. It was a really interesting episode, I thought, you know, and it gave me as an actor a lot of room to play, you know. It was, I thought it was a very nice way to go back and I think very fitting for the return and you know mm-hmm. again I think after that we knew uh, the audience you don't know if he's going to come back again or not but I think people had a sense that he would come back after that mm-hmm. to get him out of the pot at some point in time did they explain to you immediately what I mean did Joe or Paul call you and say okay he's a clone or did you get to explore that in the script reading it the first time what did, how did you get to approach they, that Joe, what is what am I you know did yeah. you ask yourself that how are you guys doing this I'm dead Joe and I spoke about that. Joe, uh, Joe Malazzi and I spoke about that. He, he, you know, we had a conversation. He called me and we, we talked about uh, what his idea was, you know, and him and Paul wrote the script of what the idea was to bring the character back. And, uh-huh. and uh, he said, are you interested? And I said, yeah, let me hear it. And he told me. And I was like, absolutely. You know, it sounds really interesting. I thought it was a really clever way to bring the character back, especially when he was taken hostage by Michael 
Connor mm. Trinier, who's here this weekend, by the way, dangerous, <laughs> dangerous man. Um, you know this, this, you know, uh, in the Misbegotten, in the episode Misbegotten, mm-hmm. and and reverting we see back, what he was doing to him. Yeah, reverting back to that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. We, you know, when they pick Roll back, back the it up clock. and Misbegotten, he's passed out, which you know we find out really, you know, Connor's character has taken Michael's taken him and. And obviously, you know, is the process of cloning Beckett, which is really interesting. And, to, you know, just to see what's happened to him during this year or so, a uh, year and a half or so, it's really, I thought it was a really clever way to bring the character back. I don't think people initially saw that coming, unless you're in the U.S. and they spoil it for you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> just don't watch Sorry the previews. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, Atlantis is over. So um, I feel a little bit freer to say this. I the the return of Beckett Sunday was so Sunday was one of my top three favorite shows it still is his return do you feel that it weakened the dramatic nature of what Sunday was this character is gone and it was an awful experience for everyone on the screen and then all of a sudden by season five, hey, I'm back, and I'm basically the old Beckett, and we're not thinking about the old one anymore. They, they didn't raise the question, what really is he? You know, is, they didn't have a lot of time uh, exploring Beckett's soul-searching. What am I? Where is my soul? Am I the same Beckett? You know, we never saw that. At some point it was just, and I'm preaching, I know, but at some point it just felt like, well, Beckett's back, and tra-la-la, here we go, and we're just moving on. How did you feel about that? Well, or did that not did that not even occur to you? I'm just back on the show and glad to be back. No, no, no. Obviously, it occurred to me. You know, when when a character goes, you know, that abruptly. I think in a lot of ways, when when the character went in Sunday, it was very abrupt and it was intense. Yeah, uh, and no one saw it coming. You no. know, including me initially. So when something like that happens, I think in a lot of ways, you know, just from what I've heard from fans, they felt ripped off in a lot of ways. I think with the return, with the death of Beckett, with the death, with okay, the death of Beckett. I think in the return, I think particularly in the episode Kindred, I think there was, which I mentioned, uh, touched upon earlier, mm-hmm. I, I think it it flushed the character out a little bit more. It was a true way of saying goodbye um, yeah. when he stepped into the stasis pod. And for me as an actor, I think it was more of a, a gradual demise of the character rather than the sudden. And abrupt. Yes. He gets a chance to write to his mother. You know, yeah, we do that there's a lot. The of. Ch- there's a ch- that that chance to say goodbye to everybody and said no matter. What, I think the line, no, no matter no matter what, you know, I mean, it's just a chance to say you know, it's something I won't regret. You know, I'm not sure. Don't quote me the lines, but the, yeah. sen- <laughs> the, the sense the sense of that, you know, yeah. saying goodbye. You know, you know, I wouldn't take it away for the world. And before he goes in, because mm-hmm. and I think again, it showed, you know. Beckett had grown a lot, you know, the humanity of the character had grown mm-hmm. a lot over the years. I think initially it was sort of the cowardly line type of character, mm-hmm. and then you know, comedic fodder. And then mm-hmm. it becomes, you know, his heart on his sleeve to a certain degree and, and he's got the moralistic aspects of dealing with, mm-hmm. you know, the you know, bioethics and the you know yeah. the conversion aspect. And I think that started to build up a little bit more. And so the character's growing up a lot by this point in time. Right. He's and, not Rambo, but he's definitely not a wimp. No, he's definitely not Rambo. <laughs> no, that's for sure. You know? But um I'll leave that to Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not David, Jason. <laughs> that's right. That's but, right. But uh but, you know, I, I think that was a really nice... Now, as far as it goes from the progression of that into season five... Because, uh, the, if I may insert, sure. um, he goes on ice, and there's a big question of whether or not he's ever going to be able to come out of the stasis pod again. Right. We have a real issue with this. And then I believe it was the seed. That's right. Jennifer Keller spends five minutes and solves his problem. And then we move on. Right. How was that coming back? 
and then just continuing that character for you was did you just well you know I, I love the character you know as far as I divisive as far as coming back into the seed yeah I mean I think Beckett goes into okay there's a problem let me fix it that's and right. That happens, and they look to Beckett because they have no one else to look to. Yeah, you know. And interesting thing about that that uh, episode is it's the first time where Woolsey is introduced to Beckett. You yes, know? and we see this this sort of uh, dynamic work, which is really interesting to work with Robert Picardo in that yeah. sense, and seeing if this is going to be something that is, you know, is it a challenging thing? Is there trust issues? Which obviously there is. I think the mm-hmm. first few episodes uh, of Beckett's return, mm-hmm. there's always that kind of like. Is that him? Is it a clone? We're not really sure what's going on here with this Will character. Will he double cross us? He's Michael's. He's Michael's yeah. child. Or yeah, as far as we know, as far as they know, yeah. you know. And I think for Beckett, there's a sense of loneliness. So that was interesting as an as an actor to play that uh-huh. without actually playing it. You kind of have a sense that you know you're not being trusted, which is yeah. you know kind of difficult at times, right? When you're dealing with a you know uh, a scene and people don't trust you, but you really you think you're the same person you are, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know anybody that's really being cloned to be in that situation, but you know, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I haven't checked and them I all think yet. it progressed slowly throughout the season yeah. that that becoming an issue. Now, yeah. you know, that's what they chose to do. You know, and as an actor, mm-hmm. you come in and you play what you're given to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if the season, if the show went to season six, I think they could have touched upon those issues a little bit more and more of the history of what yeah. happened to him throughout that year and a half that where he's gone. Mm-hmm. Would have been interesting storylines, but unfortunately, the, the series didn't go past that. Yeah. So it's hard for me to fully answer your question, but... I understand. You know what I mean? But even still, we had episodes like Whispers, where you had a great time with a bunch of the girls. There were great moments. Thank you very much. <laughs> we, Tammy joined us for our podcast. Where we, she's a, obviously a big you, a big you fan, Thanks. McGillian fan. Um, and she, she was the one who, who really pointed out that you were the reason to watch, because these, these Beckett episodes were... Um, it was all genuine. And and I loved Outsiders, where he really went gung ho and Love he, that he saved the. He came in and he knew what he, exactly what he had to do, and he did it. So well, uh, uh, you know, whispers to go back. Whispers was yeah. so much fun because it was you know basically myself and Joe Flanagan and and the ladies. You know, which was which was you know it was a lot <laughs> of fun. I mean, it was a lot of fun to work on. I mean, the fog was a big issue, and yeah. I thought it was a very interesting concept. And Joe Malaz was so excited about the episode and. And, and the first so was, stab at horror. Yeah, I mean, so was I, you know, and I, I think it was just really tongue in cheek and a, and a lot of fun, and to be able to kind of uh, go back and have that sort of dynamic, and I mean, the crew loved it. It was it was a good it was a good episode mm-hmm. for the crew as well. Um, everybody just had lighthearted fun on it, you know, and there were scary aspects of it, and I thought shooting yeah. it was really really fun to shoot the episode. You know, it was really interesting and had a, a dark, creepy aspect to it that we had never done before and explored over the the five years on the show. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really an interesting way to look at it, you know. And then jumping over to Outsiders, uh, that was yes. sort of more of a classic Beckett episode where a lot of McKay yes. Beckett interaction, uh, that friendship, you know, has been a big part of the show. You know, those two characters, you know, were best friends sort of on the show. And and then when you know Beckett passed away and you know came yeah. back again, it was a really interesting dynamic. But to work with David, and uh-huh. then the great part about that episode for me was when he's faced when Beckett's faced with uh, you know the Wraith commander and he's willing at this point in time because he's done it before to give his life up to see if this particular you know experiment of his own is going to work and if the, mm-hmm. the Wraith's going to die because of the enzyme you know exactly and that relates back to poisoning the well and the Hoffman experiment exactly you know? it's so all it, an ongoing it's, tapestry yeah it's very interesting you know how they did that and I thought that was really because you do get the comedic aspects of Beckett mm-hmm. in that and then you do get the humanity which I really like about the character he can go from the dramatic to the comedic 
you know, exactly, which is really a great thing to have in a character, and that's why I love playing him so much. And it's not awkward; it's 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 convincing. Hopefully, you know, that it, yeah. <laughs> generally, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, in Outsiders, uh, uh, Beckett is such a, a has such a great concern about biomedical ethics yeah. right. and these sorts of issues. Uh, how do you feel about about Beckett using himself as a sort of a bioweapon? It, well, in that that experiment with the Wraith Commander, you're talking about how he gives. Bold. I thought it was a great. I thought that was a really pivotal part of that script in Outsiders. I thought that when Beckett says, "You know, Rodney, I'll take care of things," and I go in here and see. I thought that really showed. Uh, again, relating back to the clone thing, saying, "You know what? What is he? This, Trust me. Yeah. I am. This is this is who I am. You know, mm-hmm. I am the same guy. I have the same morals and the same person, but I'm an exact replica of what I am. But that being said, I've been through a lot. I don't even want to talk about it, mm-hmm. you know. But I know that I'm gonna. I'm willing to give my life up for the better man, mm-hmm. the betterment of mankind. And I thought that was a really poignant moment in that episode <laughs> for Beckett, you know, juxtaposed to Rodney and Carson stuck in the right dart, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. which was so comedic. But I thought, you know, that's that. I think that kind of is a nutshell about the character. I think he wears his heart on his sleeves, mm-hmm. uh, on his sleeve, and I think that ultimately he is. You know, not for himself. He's for the the betterment of humanity. Hopefully, that's mm-hmm. the, it seems to be almost almost a darker moment that, that absolutely. he is willing to go to the, that perhaps the original Beckett may never have gone that far. I think you pop, possibly not. You know, I think you know uh, in the episode uh, duet though there is a moment yes. where Beckett is he has the gun on the on the on the wraith, the wraith uh-huh. which is very similar to that in some regards and. There is that moment of humanity where I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. I'm not yeah. going to, you know. But at the same time, I do hear what you're saying. I think that he, there's stuff that's happened to Beckett where he, you know, we don't know yet what he's went through. And yeah. I think he, he's, that's what I'm saying. Through the five years, he's gained a lot of courage, and he's been scarred in certain ways, emotionally scarred, morally scarred. And I think this was him sacrificing himself, if need be, you know, for the betterment of everybody else. Mm-hmm. So that was a really nice moment I thought in that episode. Well, if Outsiders didn't convince fans that the new Beckett was Beckett, no one could convince you. And I think that's really what, what Malazzi was saying, was this really is him, you know, because he's willing to do anything, and he did. Yeah, I really like that episode a lot, thanks. So, Stargate, the, the Atlantis movie, um, there, it's kind of uh, been put off just a little bit. Do you know whether or not they have plans to bring you back for it? Is it probably going to happen that you're going to have some kind of involvement in it, even if it's just a cameo? Uh, I really don't know. You know, I was asked if I'd be interested in doing it uh-huh. by the producers, and I said absolutely, okay. and that was quite a while ago. So I haven't heard anything about it. I hope it goes, okay. you know, but uh, they said that I was in it. That was, okay. you know, something they said, I'd be open to doing that, and I said absolutely, yes, you know. And I think one interesting thing is, I mentioned to somebody earlier, I was saying um, in the, you know, in the Enemy of the Gate, you know, mm-hmm. the final episode of the series. Uh, I don't know, this interesting tidbit, but Beckett in all of season five never wore a Scottish flag on his arm, the flag of St. Andrews. Really? Was that intentional? Because Beckett wasn't really part of the team anymore, sort of like Doctors Without Borders. Ah. And then on the final scene, you know, where Beckett comes back because he has a very high level, uh, you know, the ancient technology gene. Yeah. He came back and he's the one that flies, 
Atlantis know, home. Which is really cool. You know, Joe said you're <laughs> in. Cool. Joe says you're in. You know, it's a very important part. You're not in for tons, but you, you, you have a big thing to play. And I read it. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Beckett gets to fly, you know. Which I thought was fitting and sort of an homage to a lot of the Beckett fans, which I loved, you know, because yeah. they've been so great to me, you know. And, and I said to Joe, you know, I, I called him up and I said, listen, can you do me a favor? Beckett hasn't had a Scottish flag on yet. Would you mind if, uh-huh. if I got it sewn back on for the last episode of the show? The last scene of the show, and he's like, absolutely. So, call down to uh, Wardrobe for me, and and uh, Val and uh, the rest of the ladies put uh, put his the saltair back on the on the mm-hmm. sleeve. So the last scene of uh, the series on the balcony, mm-hmm. um, you know, where he's was, home. He's home. Beckett's home. So that I thought it was really fitting, and I was proud to be part of that scene because it's it felt like uh, he's you know Beckett was through a lot during that that whole thing. You know, through the whole five years, Beckett uh, had a heck of a journey. How'd you hear about the cancellation of the show? I heard about the cancellation of the show. I think a Rachel called me actually. Uh, the lovely Rachel Latrell, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I think she she mentioned it to me. Was yeah. it a shock? Or was I was it surprised. Like I was actually I was really surprised. I thought it would have went uh, at least six seasons. You know, uh, I thought they were you know gaining their stride. You know, of course I'd been you know had a bit of a departure from the show and then coming back yeah. to work. You know. Um, you know, to work on the subsequent episodes. I, I, I thought it would have won another, you know, another season or so. But, you know, 100 episodes is nothing to shake a stick at. You know, it's a huge accomplishment in television, certainly these days. So, I mean, I think that's something that everybody should be really proud of. Uh, I think a lot of the people would love to have done another season. But, you know, hopefully there'll be some movies. And obviously they're exactly. doing the, you know, Stargate universe now. So, mm-hmm. I think, you know, the Star, you know, the Stargate's always open for business. <laughs> you be open to a, a new character on universe? So, kind of like complete your... Your set on your shelf. I was in SG One. I was in Atlantis. Sure. I think it's. Uh, Let's see what happens. <laughs> you know, of course. Yeah. So I, wish them all the best. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm a huge fan of Robert Carlyle. You know, I'm. Yeah. You know, you know, and being a fellow Scott, you know, I was born in Scotland. You know, maybe, <laughs> bring, maybe they bring Beckett over as his brother. <laughs> or <Pardon laughs> maybe his little brother. Thank you. <laughs> oh, be lovely. You know, it'd be it'd be great. Uh, you know, honestly, uh, it, it's such a cool. You know. Uh, cool show to work on. It's yeah. been so great to me over the years. I mean, I've traveled all over the world, went to conventions like this, and mm-hmm. and and played a really great character. So, what else can you ask for? Really, it's been a great experience. So, I'm very happy with it. It's one thing for when um, you do a show that you know is really good, like poor Firefly. You know, what a great show. Right. Only after the fact, really, everyone recognized it. But That's still, right. Atlantis is it, the television series is over, and we've got conventions like this around the world. Every couple of weeks, you it's know, it's pretty amazing. It's it's got to be rewarding to to know that that is continuing on. Well, certainly, people you know, still want that product. Absolutely, I never thought, you know, when I started, you know, doing Atlantis, that you know, three years down the road, there'd be a you know Scottish pipe band rally for my character with a bunch of girls, yeah. you know, showing their underwear to the you know the press and stuff. You know, I mean, it's the kind of show. It's a phenomenon. It really is. And mm-hmm. and you know, Circuit has such a huge fan base and a loyal fan base and. I think all the actors are, you know, very fortunate to be part of it. You know, it's been something that we've met so many different people. We traveled all over the world, and and had a chance to, you know, touch people in many different ways. You know, dr- dramatically and comedically. I think with the show, that's what it, it's 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 a classic sci-fi. You know, and I and I love that about it.